This is the Daily Signal podcast for Tuesday, January 15th. I'm Daniel Davis. Today, we are snowed in at the Daily Signal, which means we're a bit lower staff than normal. But as always, the podcast continues. It'll just be a little shorter today. And today, we bring you a conversation that Jenny Montabano and I had with C.J. Saylor of the Gloucester Institute. That's a conservative nonprofit group that works to engage minority students on campus. And I'll just say at the outset, his work really is fascinating. Here's the chat we had with C.J. Well, here with us to discuss what it takes to reach young people as conservatives is C.J. Saylor. He's the program director with the Gloucester Institute, an organization that trains young conservative leaders. C.J., thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Daily C.J., signal. Yeah, C.J., you know, um, reaching the next generation is so critical to determining the future of our country. You're someone who's in the thick of that, um, reaching out to young people on college campuses and elsewhere. Um, first off, just tell us what kind of work do you and your colleagues do to reach young people and, and what kind of exchanges do you have with them? Sure. Well, thanks, Daniel, for um, your question. The Gloucester Institute was founded in 2005 by uh, Kay Coles James and her husband, Charles James, uh, with the single mission of finding and training and nurturing the next generation of minority leaders. Uh, we found that um, uh, there has been a stronghold uh, uh, on um, policies that uh, are set to improve minority communities, and uh, liberals, quite frankly, have uh, sort of put up a barrier uh, for allowing minorities to understand uh, what it means to uh, embrace conservative values. Uh, And so one of the things that's important to our founder um, that we uh, provide a platform for these students to come in the safe environment to discuss issues um, that allow them to use critical thinking to come to a, a solution on uh, what's the best idea. Uh, is it better to uh, be self-sufficient or is it better to rely on big government? Is it better to embrace a, a failing school system or is it better to embrace choice in education? Is it better to uh, support uh, economic uh, development, economic improvement in a, a free society, or is it better to uh, be drowned out by socialism? So um, we're fortunate with the work that we're doing. Um, we have a we own a property in Gloucester, Virginia. We encourage and invite everyone to come visit us at some point. It's a national historic landmark. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, would qu- visit there quite frequently. Frequently, uh, the United Negro College Fund was founded there, and on this property is where we bring our students to train. And they've received a lot of backlash because of uh, what they're doing, what they're coming to learn uh, doesn't fall in line with a lot of their f- friends and folks in their constituency. Well, CJ, you are doing some wonderful work, but have there been obstacles that you've encountered with your work? And if so, how have you you know, encountered those and moved past them? Sure, yes. Uh, lots of obstacles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, there was a situation I'm, I'm reminded of uh, about a year ago. I was recruiting on a, a college campus in Virginia, and um, I received a call from a professor uh, one day, and the professor um, uh, said to me that um, we don't want you to come back to our campus uh, and to pass out recruitment flyers because uh, your organization uh, is teaching um, African Americans how to be black conservatives, and we don't want uh, your... Um, 
uh, sort of uh, rhetoric on our campus. And I had to give this professor uh, a history lesson uh, in who President Abraham Lincoln is and what that means for African-Americans. Uh, and also uh, what the Republican Party means, which is uh, actually in history will, will tell you that African-Americans, uh, the Republican Party was home for African-Americans. And it's, it's a sort of, uh, of a lineage of coming home to a party in which we, we first started, where we got our roots. So a lot of the backlash uh, comes from um, individuals that, that want to continue to um, hold down uh, a certain segment of our population and not allow them to explore uh, and to find policies that actually work. Um, as I said earlier, if you're going to stay in a failing school system, why stay in a failing school system when there are opportunities uh, for you to uh, explore the options and choice and charter schools? And there are numbers out there that show um, that there is a significant uh, increase in uh, graduation rates for students, African-American students that attend um, charter schools. Uh, so we're on the front, front line of the battlefield to ensure that uh, our students uh, get exposure uh, to conservative values. That's so great. You know, you talk about being shut off campus. And, you know, so often the, the problem is not that we disagree. It's that we're not even having a conversation. We're not even able to have that civil discussion. Um, what ways have you found useful to engage people who may not at first want to even have a discussion? Is there any way to to reach those folks? Because, you know, we see more and more on college campuses that sometimes there's, you know, a lot of big protests and backlashes when conservatives come to campus. How do you how do you break through that? Yeah, great question. Uh, you know, one of the things is, um, you know, to meet people where they are. Yeah. Um, especially in the minority community, um, there is um, uh, observation um, to be had when uh, approaching uh, this particular group um, with a different set of values and views that they may not have ever been exposed to. Um, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and I can tell you that when I gra uh, graduated high school and went to Morehouse College and uh, was talking to my classmates about self-sufficiency um, and about a free society, uh, talking to them uh, about uh, economic independence um, and pro-life issues and protecting life, uh, they looked at me like I was crazy and said, where in the world uh, does a African-American uh, young man from Detroit think like that? And it was disheartening to hear that uh, because uh, African-Americans are not a monolith and uh, we have different set of views, we have different values. Um, but I think the opportunity um, is shut out for a lot of students that want to be exposed to these new, new ideas. Um, there's a Pew uh, Research uh, poll out that said, 31% uh, of African-American millennials actually feel that the Democratic Party um, does not care about their issues. Um, and that's telling um, because when you look at where, where our country is headed in, I mean, right now um, there's a major win, I think, in terms of our president being able to uh, bring the unemployment rate um, down for African-Americans, one of the first lowest numbers uh, in a while. Um, and these things get shut out by media. Media doesn't report it, but you know, thank God for the Daily Signal and the Heritage Foundation who uh, really uh, gives us the platform to get these messages out. Um, so we're not in this fight alone. Um, uh, we have great support from the Heritage Foundation. Um, we're appreciative of that support um, with resources uh, to be able to combat um, all of the negativity and the, the shutting down of, of having the conversation on campuses. Uh, but we must continue to fight and must continue to meet uh, students where they are and to listen uh, more so than to go in uh, sort of uh, ramming down their throats that 
well, our values went out every day. I think, well, let's have a conversation. Let's compare and contrast, and we'll see that conservative values went out at the end of the day in the battle of ideas. You sort of touched on this already, but it's so important to engage all communities, including the youth, but also minority communities. And so for our listeners who you know are listening right now, do you have any more suggestions for how we can engage different communities, including minority communities, and open up those lines of communication? Yeah, yeah, great question. You know, go. Go to those communities. Uh, go to a African-American restaurant um, and try the food, mm-hmm. um, have a conversation, you know, go to an African-American church, uh, go to these communities uh, and have the conversation um, and start there. Start with uh, uh, understanding uh, what their plight is. Um, and we do that. Uh, the Gloucester Institute, we pride ourselves on going to college campuses, meeting students where they are, presenting our programs, um, providing a different path. Uh, that actually ends in results. Um, our founder, K. Coach James, uh, coined a phrase called uh, solutionist. Uh, we want them to be solutionists in the fact that um, when you think about issues and you think about what are the, the ills in society that are plaguing communities, well, what's the solution to the problem? We can talk about it and complain about it, but, but w- what's the solution and what are the policies that are working that's winning in our communities? Um, so, uh, you know, for our listeners and for folks that... that um, uh, want to um, engage in this this fight of uh, opening our party up and having a bigger tent and exposing uh, students to new ideas is to support the Heritage Foundation uh, for resources to help us to get the platform so that we can continue to get our message out there. The Daily Signals is doing an amazing job, uh, but we, we encourage all our listeners to uh, continue to support the Heritage Foundation um, as we continue to grow our relationship uh, with Heritage Foundation to uh, impact these communities of color. Um, there's demographics tell us that by 2050, um, America is going to be led by minority communities. That is a huge uh, uh, fact for us to, to fathom. And that do we want these communities leading us to a socialist society or do we want a thriving, vibrant, upward mobility society that embraces um, uh, freedom, that embraces uh, self-reliance? Yeah, that's so good. You know, one of the, one of the uh, most encouraging experiences I had in college is I I went to uh, had to go to different churches for different uh, for for a class assignment, and I went to uh, Chicago's Austin neighborhood. Went to an African American church, predominantly African American church, uh, and meeting the people, having lunch, um, so cool to build a connection with folks that you might think on the outside extremely different. But there's so much there that is common, and um, it's 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 amazing how you, you talk about building a connection as fellow Americans. Like that is that is the first step, and it's it's uh, it's easier to do than one might think. So really appreciate your message, and uh, thanks for coming on, CJ. All right, thank you, thank you guys. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Daily Signal podcast brought to you from the Robert H. Bruce Radio Studio at the Heritage Foundation. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. And please give us a review or a rating on iTunes to give us any feedback. We'll see you again tomorrow, hopefully with less snow. You've been listening to the Daily Signal podcast, executive produced by Kate Trinko and Daniel Davis. Sound designed by Michael Gooden, Lauren Evans, and Thalia Rampersad. For more information, visit dailysignal.com. Do you have an opinion that you'd like to share? I'm Rob Bluey, editor-in-chief of the Daily Signal, and I'm inviting you to share your thoughts with us. Leave us a voicemail at 202-608-6205 or email us at 
letters at dailysignal.com. Yours could be featured on the Daily Signal podcast.